0: Oh my God, Becky, look at her butt. Hi,
1: and welcome to the Stop Chasing Skinny podcast. Today we have Elia. Elia and I were Spartan competitors together on NBC Spartan Ultimate Team Challenge, so you've probably seen her on my social media. And the way that Elia and I met is kind of a funny story. We'll get to that in a bit. First, I want to thank Elia for being on the show. Thank you, Stephanie. Thanks so much. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about your background and how Spartan racing has helped you? And and really, it's this is something that I find that everybody needs to listen to because I think we're all susceptible to going through what you've been through.
0: Absolutely. Oh, man. Spartan and OCR racing have really helped me overcome some big setbacks in my life, mostly burnout. I was just feeling really stuck in my life. And so I decided that OCR was a perfect way for me to just jump in the mud physically. So I could help myself get out of my mental mud rut. It was amazing what happened once I got in there. So tell us a little bit
1: more about this burnout. How what does burnout look like? How did you end up in burnout? What is burnout? We've heard it. But do we know what it is?
0: Burnout is a lot of things to a lot of different people, but I feel like if you boil it down to something very simple, it's really about finding our self-worth in the outside world of work. It's being busy and being needed equals your value. And so you just work, 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 work and you have really no sense of self at that point. Next thing you know, you find yourself completely lost to who you are, your health, where you want to be going, you're just exhausted.
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot of listeners can identify with that. Um, I find that I have a lot of people who contact me because they do feel exhausted and, yeah, just kind of lost a little bit. So what were you doing that pushed you into this world? Like what were some things that you were doing uh, in your life that the listener may be doing in their life that you go, oh, now
0: you should, you know, I wish I could have changed that part. I think for me it was really looking at the mindset that I had around work and money. I really realized that the old adage that I kind of grew up with, which is if you work hard, then you'll make money was reality was true. And so I just kept working harder and harder and harder thinking, Oh, I'm not working hard enough because I'm not getting the money that I think that I need. And so What ended up happening was that just turned into a cycle of exhaustion and mental, emotional pain and really just left me unable to produce anything that was really great. Which is really
1: crazy because – so now let me take a step back and tell you about how I met Elia. When I first moved back here to Charleston in 2013, I really thought I wanted to get into kiteboarding. And so – law of attraction, introduced me to some random girl downtown and she said, oh, I do kiteboarding. And I was like, wow, I want to do that. And she said, you know what? There's a woman who runs a women's kiteboarding group, She's a cool chick, and she has a kiteboarding shop. She should go check it out. Okay, thanks. Where is this place? So I go check it out. I talked to this cool chick behind the counter that runs this women's kiteboarding group and um, joined her Facebook group and got that information. But I never made the financial commitment to kiteboarding because it's a couple thousand dollars to get into it gear-wise. So fast forward a couple years we start doing these Spartan races. The publisher of Oblique magazine keeps saying every time I see him, which is like once a month, hey, do you know Adam and Elia? They do Spartan races. So <laughs> after about six months of this and some other random people going, do you know Adam and Elia? It's like, man, I got I to gotta meet these people. And so the casting call came out for the Spartan race show. And it said that we needed to have two males, two females. And I was like, well, I keep hearing about Elia and then, you know, jogged my memory. Oh, she was the girl at the kiteboarding shop. So that's how we reconnected. I reached out and I said, hey, would you want to do this? So um, so anyway, to piece that back together, that's pretty crazy that you said that you physically didn't have anything left to even do something like kiteboarding, which was your hobby and your profession.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I realize as well that as entrepreneurs, we are super passionate people. And sometimes that passion can actually just burn us right out. And for me, at the very beginning, I had a lot of shame around feeling like I was burned out. I had an extremely tough time even admitting that I thought that I was there because I felt like that meant that I didn't love my business. I didn't love my clients. I didn't love what I was doing. In actuality, it was the complete opposite. It was that passionate love for what I had um, been trying to produce that actually sort of was part of the tipping point.
1: Mm, That's really, yeah, that's really powerful because having been through burnout myself probably about three, four times now, not realizing what it was initially, I just thought that it was, I mean, it mimics depression, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to take a really quick break and we'll be right back. Did you download the app yet? SK FitLife has an app. You may be listening to the show on it. If not, you can. Just download the app on the website, skfitlife.com. And welcome back to the Stop Chasing Skinny podcast. So let's keep talking a little bit about what this burnout looks like. You said it looks like and means... Um, different things to different people. Well, what did that look like for you? What were some of your physical symptoms um, whenever you finally said, wow,
0: this is something? For me, it started with dizziness, a lot of vertigo, and then it kicked into nausea, fatigue, uh, loss of appetite, and those three things combined the nausea the vertigo and loss of appetite basically left me very very weak i went from 125 pounds down to almost 110 pounds and so i went from being at the peak of my physical game to kiteboarding and paddleboarding and doing weighted exercises to basically being on the couch and walking was the most difficult exercise i could do it was leveling both physically and mentally and um But what I realize is that, you know, burnout, a lot of it is it's stress manifesting. It's not just stress. It's way, way, way too much stress. So there's a difference between being stressed and being able to kind of rebound from that easily. Usually it's small bursts of stress with breaks in between. With burnout, it's more of a prolonged stress that is unrelenting and does not let up. And so the body is really unable to continue to function properly. And stress really manifests so differently for each person because it's it's working with the kind of biochemical parts within your body. But I will have to say that I think that there are Some general things that happen to people who are burnt out, and I can kind of take you through a few of those if you'd like. That'd be great. So for one, what I I like to call the angry insomniac, it's where you spend a lot of time just rationalizing and ruminating over things that take place all day long. You are so exhausted, you think there's absolutely zero way I could not sleep tonight, Then you get in the bed, your mind lights up like the 4th of July, and all of a sudden, the next thing you know, you are the angriest insomniac in the world. That cycles over and over and over. The other thing is what I like to call the nutty professor, and this is where there is just lack of focus. You're like, I don't know if you've ever seen the Disney Pixar movie Over the Hedge, but you are like Hammy the Squirrel. You're just completely... (laughs) You're just over the top. Another quote that I think really summarizes this part of burnout uh, was given by Ellen DeGeneres. She wasn't speaking about burnout, but I feel like this really fits here. She says, our attention span is shot. We've all got attention deficit disorder or ADD or OCD or one of these disorders with three letters because we don't have time or patience to pronounce the entire disorder. That should be a disorder right there. TBD, too busy disorder. Wow. I'm
1: you can't see me, listener, but I'm dying <laughs> laughing over here because I have been all of this. Probably am right now. <laughs> um Yeah, sounds the, super familiar. Yeah. The wow. other so one, what's the third one? Because- yeah, so
0: so the third one is what I like to call the immunity of a gnat. And Mm. this is where your body is just dangerously depleted. The stress hormones have taken a huge chemical draw and you're just really feeling like the undead. You have the strength of a gnat and yet you have no time to rest, no anything. So um, you don't have time to rest and certainly gnats don't either. So this is, again, another cycle that leads to lots of exhaustion. Wow. Yeah. The other one that gets affected a lot is our appetites. So we kind of either become a bottomless pit, we can't get enough food, or we just generally stop eating altogether, which was which was what happened to me. Then, of course, there's that kind of depression you were talking about. I like to kind of, I call it the black cloud. And in the first stage, it kind of just feels like mild sadness or like, uh, you know, things are just kind of not going, going right. But as time goes on it just takes on this hopelessness it kind of just feels like i like to say if you've ever watched the walking dead it's like rick grimes he's there experiencing he's got to slay yet another zombie and that's kind of what i started Mm. to feel like was this not this again yeah like what do i have to do right now So
1: that I can get back in bed. (laughs) Yeah. What what do I need to accomplish so (laughs) I can go back to sleep?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's. uh, I like to describe it as you think, okay, the world would just be okay. I would be okay if I were just allowed to write uh, endless essays on the reason why it's important to stare at blank walls. Um, Yes. That's just all you want to (laughs) do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's... I I feel like I've heard this over and over again, you know, and as a fitness professional, people come to me and think that it's their willpower. That's why they can't stop eating. They think that um, it, it, they they think it's a lot of other things where when they tell me what's going on in their life, I can just look and go, it's, it's burnout. Like you have something going on here where it's over stress over time and
0: um, you just got to take a step back. This is why I think burnout is so sneaky in a way. Mm -hmm. I like to equate it to that, again, that old sort of story about the frog in the pot. Oh, tell that story, please. So if you have a frog and you throw him in boiling water, of course he's going to jump out right away. He realizes it's boiling. But if you put a frog in a pot and you heat up the water slowly, he will never jump out. He'll just die in there because he doesn't realize how... Hot the water has become and that is what I really feel like is a good metaphor for burnout because it it creeps up on you and it really wasn't until I was laid out on the couch sick and miserable that I realized that I had been boiled
1: yeah yeah oh same here same here and you just can't you can't move um yeah, like I said, a lot of it looked like depression for me. And you said something to me that was really interesting whenever we were filming the Spartan show. Um, We were laying in the grass because that just feels amazing. And you said something about your body vibrating. Can you explain a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, that was another one of my symptoms that was very odd. I would wake up in the mornings, it was most intense, and I would have a vibration feeling, sort of a tremor feeling going down my spine and out my arms. And when I went and saw the doctor as well, she had me uh, hold my arm out, and my hand was just shaking like a leaf, 24-7. And so that was another (laughs) strange side effect that I had. And I thought, oh my God, do I have some kind of neurological disease? But um, once... I started to heal myself, and once I was able to give myself enough time to rest and bounce back, the shaking went away. Yeah. Wow. Um,
1: Yeah, I'm sure that most people can relate to some of this at some level, even if you haven't been bedridden by it. Um, So let's talk a little bit about what people – like maybe the things that that people could do – to help this like on your road to recovery other than you just having to lay down because you didn't have another choice what were some of the other things that you were doing um to to get yourself better
0: yeah so I I really just and I tried anything and everything and the first was really um, going to several doctors functional medicine eastern medicine western medicine I just kind of did it all and I was open to it all really allowing myself to see what they suggested for me, what they found, and kind of leaning into my own instinct and guts as to where I needed to go and which advice I needed to take. The other thing was really just not resisting where I was and letting myself take the time to heal. And that's something that for a person who's burnout, they don't want to hear. That is like throwing holy water on a witch. Yep. It is the <laughs> hardest thing to what? do.
1: <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no. It can't stop because then everything will fall apart. Exactly. That's the kind of the lie we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the fear that everything will fall apart keeps us pushing forward. And that's where I feel like the body can be such an important key player in here. If we can listen to that, if we can notice the signals from it that things are coming to a bad point, that uh, it's something that we can really lean into. But I also have to say that I feel like for many of us, we have to get to that point of the bottom. We have to hit rock bottom. Before we can find our boundary, find our edge. And once we've been in that really painful place, we know what the signals are and we know how to keep ourselves from ever going back there again.
1: That's a great point. Like we learn how to say no to things,
0: you know. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but
1: I used to say yes to a lot of things. and a lot of people ask me to do a lot of things. (laughs) And so it wasn't until I hit that point where I started saying no. And now I don't have a problem saying no. And some people will be offended and hurt and think I'm rude, but it's
0: just, it's self-preservation, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So learning how to say no. Learning how to say no. And You know, we grew up a lot of times thinking we don't want to say no, but in actuality, when you keep yourself healthy, then you're, you're able, you're much more fun to be around, you're able to be productive. And so it's, it's best really for everyone all around. Yeah, that's a good point.
1: That's a really good point. Especially, I see this a lot with um, busy moms because they're taxed on every level and they don't want to say no because they feel they're going to disappoint somebody. But then if they're not taking care of themselves, they can't take care of the families, right? Absolutely. Same with entrepreneurs and businesses. Yes. I can't say that enough. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get into that in a second. So we're going to take a really quick break. Did you know that SK FitLife has a men's coaching program? Well, we do. And we will get you or your guy into and out of his workout within 45 minutes. Start building muscle. Start blasting fat with me, Stephanie. And we've brought on a new coach, Coach Steve. You can find all that information right on the website under the men's training program. And welcome back to the Stop Chasing Skinny podcast. So just a second ago, I said we would talk about entrepreneurs. And so I want to tie this all together by saying as an entrepreneur, you, maybe even a fitness entrepreneur, you tend to put your business ahead of your own fitness sometimes. I know I've been guilty of it um, because that to-do list is long. I'm way busier now than I ever was as a full-time employee commuting. So, But as an entrepreneur, you have to take care of yourself. So if you start putting that stuff on the back burner, you can really get yourself into a lot of trouble. Um, so I really love what Ellie is business name is. It's called Move, Think, Smile. I'm going to have her explain
0: what Move, Think, Smile means. Yeah, so I created Move, Think, Smile as really a method for my own success and bouncing back from setback. And I realized that for me, move, move is so important. Movement is so important. And it's not just about physically moving, but also Movement in our minds, realizing how our mindsets either tear us down or build us up. So I realized for me, making bold moves, whether that's physically or mentally, really turns any quicksand that I have in my life into a springboard. And that participating in activities that really challenge me physically, mentally, and emotionally, that's really what helps prep my brain to think better. And when my thoughts are in alignment with what I'm doing, when my thoughts are supporting me, not tearing me down, I can totally get to where I want to be. And that really helps me create solutions versus roadblocks. If my brain is firing on all cylinders, everything looks so much easier. You know, it's kind of You get used to uh, a certain perspective and you think that's just the way things are. But in reality, we can choose at any moment how it is that we want to look at something. So if I take those two and combine them together, the result equals that I really become less vulnerable to all those outside forces. And I become what I like to say is unstoppable. And I really just smile more. And isn't that what it's all about? That is what it's all about. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: <laughs> I love that. And I've I've talked about this a little bit before, but um, you know, when we're under stress, especially the kind of stress that you're talking about, if we don't move, we don't shake it off. We just absorb that stress. That stress is even more powerful than somebody who maybe has a regular yoga practice or a regular walking practice, a regular exercise routine, because you're physically releasing that stress. If you don't move, you don't release it, you don't
0: think very well, and you're definitely not smiling. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, scientists have proven this over and over again that, you know, exercise movement has this neurochemical basis and that it really does help you process the stress hormones that you have running through you. Um, And of course, it also produces those endorphins, you know, the runner's high. It's a perfect example. Yeah, that's a perfect. And I I hear this
1: a lot too since we said the runner's high. A lot of people will tell me, I've never felt the runner's high. I must not be a runner. Go and do some sprints (laughs) until you feel that runner's high. All it takes, like maybe 10 minutes of 30-second sprint, 30-second recovery, 30-second sprint, (laughs) 30-second recovery. That's
0: like the best runner's high ever. And you will be smiling after that, right? Yes. (laughs) And I think it's so important to look at not just, um, you know, that movement, but also what is the movement in our minds and to really realize, I think when I went through my burnout process, I thought... um, you know, I had been studying a lot of new age thought and I thought, Oh my God, is it my thoughts affecting my body? Or is it my body affecting my thoughts? You know, what's happening here? What came first, the chicken or the egg, and just really spending all this time trying to figure out what came first. And what I realized is there is no what came first, the mind and the body really influence each other in a bi directional way. You can't have just great physical health. Um, Or let's say you can have great physical health, but it's not complete if your mental health isn't there and vice versa. And so I really began to realize how those two interconnect. And I think that's where the process of jumping into OCR, jumping into the mud to get unstuck physically and mentally. And I needed to do that um, together. That's awesome. And I don't know, have you
1: read the studies about how there is some kind of bacteria in dirt? That is, has been shown to decrease symptoms of depression. So there's something <laughs> that happens there, right? <laughs>
0: I think you're totally right. And I have heard that before. And I think about uh, really just nature. Yeah. I mean, just getting outside is, it does amazing things for the human spirit really does. So let's talk a little bit more about your coaching that you do. So you are a coach.
1: Um, Your business is called Move Think Smile. So you obviously encourage your coaching
0: clients (laughs) to get moving. Um, Yeah. So what does that look like? So what that looks like is really just sitting down with a client and figuring out what it is that lights them up. And I think a lot of times, again, when I was talking about those mental ruts or those uh, perceptions that we have on life, sometimes we think exercise just looks like going to the gym and working out, and they can't figure out why they're not motivated to go to the gym, and we, began to, we begin to deconstruct what it is that they're really looking for. Maybe it's not about the gym. Maybe it's about signing up for a dance class or a martial arts class, or maybe it's about starting OCR. Maybe Maybe it's about learning to kiteboard. It's... I think we tend to lose creativity sometimes around our physical fitness and all these new sports that are coming into play, all this idea around just getting outside in nature with uh, Spartan racing and OCR racing where you're using logs and you're using buckets of sand to get your exercise helps us realize that we don't have to have physical fitness fit into a box yeah that's great because you're right like some people are kind of just allergic to the gym like I'm
1: allergic to fluorescent lights yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> But for some people, you know, they've got the physical covered. They're working out. Um, That was kind of like me. Like, I've always been really active. So physical fitness hasn't been the tough part for me. What the tough part was, was getting my mind to be physically fit, getting out of those mental slumps and those thoughts that really kept me from chasing after my goals, And that's where, for me, I had to really do the work. And that's where some of my clients have to really do the work is making those bold moves mentally, those leaps of faith and believing in what it is that they're doing. And sometimes it's making that bold move like to quit a a job or a project that they know is just not feeding their soul anymore. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, I mean, you work with primarily entrepreneurs, right? And so like an entrepreneur, I just talked to somebody the other day, she had a successful online business and it really, she was hitting that burnout point. It wasn't working for her in any way, shape or form anymore, other than it just kept getting bigger. (laughs) And so she took a year to shut it down. And so for somebody like that, like, you know, I I said, well, how did, how did you get through that? And it was really tough for her. So it's great to know that there are coaches like you out there who can coach somebody getting through that, that closing of that chapter, because I feel like that is harder than starting something.
0: Yes. When I had to make the decision to close a chapter on my last uh, entrepreneurial project, which was a retail store. It was the hardest decision that I've ever had to make, Uh, especially because when you're an entrepreneur, any project that you're working on, when you give, give, give so much of your time and energy for so many years into a project, it is really tough to walk away. But sometimes it is the healthiest thing we can do. And burnout can also come from lots of su- success. Mm. Um, we can get burnout when we're really successful, and we can get burnout when we're struggling and not meeting the bills. So that's yeah. what's fascinating. It does not discriminate. No,
1: <laughs> no it doesn't. It does not.
0: <laughs>
1: it doesn't at all. Uh, so, so speaking of that, let's talk just a little bit about um, what somebody can do to avoid burnout in the first place.
0: Yeah, so if you're, if you're feeling like you're teetering on that point, there's definitely a few things you can do. Like I was talking before, really keeping an eye on your physical symptoms, an eye on changes and what's happening within your body. And of course, we've all heard things like prioritize our workload, which is often easier said than done. Always. Always. Um, <laughs> Always easy but a lot of times it. too it can be little things like really just agreeing to mentally remove yourself from your work uh, at a certain time of night or sometimes giving yourself that little bit of time in the morning to realize that if you do that you will actually be more productive but really my biggest advice to people is to take vacations and I mean take a lot of them and like, I think shut it down shut it down <laughs> And this, again, is really, really tough for people who work a lot. And um, But in a lot of ways, it is only their saving grace. And they come back a lot more productive with new ideas, new creativity, new ways to look at their business. And so I can't say enough about vacation. In some ways, I say that uh, it is an absolute requirement if you're going to make it to that next step. It's just a non-negotiable.
1: So I guess that's kind of like recovery. If you're trying to be an athlete, you can't train 24-7. you got to have some recovery, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, i got to take that advice. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think the other thing is just to realize the biggest lie we can fall into is that, you know, once we have this manager in place or we have this much money or we have these people hired or if we have this type of feeling, that's when we're going to take a break. And that's where we get stumped up. That's the slippery slope. Mm.
1: Yep. And there are so many parallels here, too, to fitness. You know, you think, oh, if I just lose that last five pounds. So I guess for anybody who has figured out the fitness formula and you're trying to figure out the entrepreneurial formula, you can draw parallels and vice versa.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. There's so many parallels between athletes and entrepreneurs and There's so much we can learn about sport in business and vice versa. Mm, That is some good stuff. Oh man, this has been one of my favorites because it's
1: so near and dear to my heart and I see it all the time with clients and um, this is really good stuff. So let's go ahead and have you let the audience know where they can find more information about you, what your coaching options are, and um, of course to watch... For you in our behind-the-scenes shots from the show, um, that oh, should yes. be airing this spring sometime. We haven't gotten the date yet, but super excited about that one.
0: Yes, we are so excited to see what NBC has done with yeah, <laughs> what <laughs> NBC has run. done with us. <laughs> oh uh, well, me. you can find me. In two main places, one on my website at movethinksmile.com, pretty simple, Mm -hmm. and then also on Facebook. I'm posting a lot on Facebook there. I do inspirational newsletters, which I send out about once a month. They're really actually very short, usually just a little quote in there, and then maybe a link to my most recent blog post. On my website, you can also find some information about the packages that I offer, One of the most popular is the get moving package where we just spend uh, three months getting you on track and getting you some tools to the places that you want to go. That's awesome. Yeah. And then coming this summer, I'm also putting together some concepts where we'll look at doing adventure coaching, where we will combine business strategy and sport. So that might look like going to an OCR and then strategizing about your business or going kiteboarding and strategizing about your business. Either one sounds amazing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity to talk to you and... and you know, we really look forward to seeing
0: you on TV. (laughs) Yes, we are so excited to see both of us on TV, I think. (laughs) That's awesome. Cool. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Love being here.